0: Been other concerns. A string of senior managers and engineers left this year. The company is still billions in debt. And yet, Tesla is expanding, adding to its workforce, while rival General Motors announced its planning to lay off some 14,000 employees and idle plants. Would you want to buy some of those plants, those factories that they're closing down? You're shaking your head yes? It's possible that we would be interested if we were going to sell a plant or, or not use it, that we would take it over.
1: That's interesting. The way he's taking on these big uh, car companies head-on, that's Elon Musk on 60 Minutes on Sunday night, which I liked Elon Musk, just everything I'd read about him. I liked the whole Tesla thing a lot, um, the way he did everything like that. But watching that interview, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm i got a a man crush on Elon Musk. I want him to succeed at everything. We need more people like him, no doubt about it. But here's an important thing. I want to make sure we got this on the air because Elon Musk thought the best way to go, the most economical, uh, forward-thinking way to handle building cars with was with robots and automation, and he changed his mind.
0: Musk was a champion of automation, so his original assembly lines were full of robots. But the robots kept breaking down. Walk along this new line in the tent, and all you see are Well, humans. He tweeted, excessive automation at Tesla was a mistake. To be precise, my mistake. Humans are underrated.
2: People are way better at dealing with unexpected circumstances than robots. Uh, As you know, yeah. Yeah, and
1: I've heard examples of, so you make a minor change. Uh, with robots, you're going to have to reprogram them, reprogram them all at great cost, or maybe even get different robots that are built a different way because they're doing different things. Human beings, you might have a 15 minute meeting and say, "Let's start putting this on over there yeah, instead of here." Hey, we're
3: doing it this way now. Yeah. Everybody yeah. on board, okay? Yeah. All right, yeah.
1: let's go. Which is which is cool. So maybe human beings got another couple years left in us before we're taking over completely by robots,
3: and not just kind of big policy changes like that, but if you're uh, a person on the assembly line and you see a car coming up and the the frame is dented in a way it's not supposed to be dented, right? The the, the machine isn't going to be able to sure. see that. You can kind of head off these mistakes uh, ahead of time.
1: So the good news is we're still better than robots. For, for now. For, for now. Yeah. Probably changed by like this Friday. <laughs> um, can we have some sort of transition? My, Michael, I just feel like transition music. I haven't asked for it in a long time. We're not really going from something super grim into something super funny or anything like that. Just, oh boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Can, can you stop that for a second? I'm, I, I, I'm going to say something grim. So then I need the kind that goes from grim to not as grim. That is the goes from... That transmission takes... What does that one do? <laughs> <laughs> you don't play that out of something super serious, right? That would be too shocking.
3: No, that goes from grim to serious. Or no, that goes from grim to funny. We have another one that goes from funny to serious. Okay. I'm going to do grim briefly. So maybe that is the right one. I'm going to do grim briefly. I don't
1: know if I want to talk about this. It depends on whether I'm in the right mood or not. It is very serious. And it's the sort of thing we've kind of vowed we were never going to talk about because we think we, it causes so many problems. But I, I definitely think this is an exception. That 20-year-old Adam Lanza who went into that school in Connecticut and shot all those little kids, the worst story... I've ever heard in my life, and I think that's true for a lot of people. I can still remember the day it happened when we heard the news. I thought, this is horrific. I could barely keep it together. A whole bunch of information came out about that kid. He was 20 years old at the time, um, that he killed all these uh, little kids and the teachers. A lot of information has come out about him and his mental state and his background and his childhood that I really think needs to be looked at. I mean, he was a long way from normal or healthy mentally. And we as a society gotta gotta figure something out on that. That I, you can't blame Mom. I don't think well, she shouldn't, she shouldn't, she shouldn't allow him to have any access to guns, clearly. But I, I don't think it was his upbringing. I don't think he had any control. I mean, he, his brain did not work right at all, starting when he was a really little kid. Which is super troubling. So maybe we'll talk about that later. I don't know. It's just so damn serious. But uh, in s- some of these cases, they were a damaged being that society needed to take to to take control of, and we got to figure out how to do that. But maybe more on that later. Maybe not. Here's the transition music. This is to clear your mind of whatever we were just talking about. Here you go. Shaka Rump are the lyrics. Shaka Rump, there you go. Okay, so my mind is completely clear. I don't even remember what we were talking about. This came out yesterday. Pew Research Center headlined many worldwide oppose more migration in their countries. It would seem that around the world, people have said, we got enough immigrants. It's not just white people in the United States who see their power being threatened or are just so racist they hate the browning of America. No, it's all over the world. Countries all over the world are saying, we got enough immigrants. Enough already. Turns out either there's been enough immigration or it's just human nature not to not want different people showing up in your town, in your school, in your county, in your country. You just had enough. So you go uh, country by country. How about we start with the United States and we'll work from there. Twenty nine percent of Americans say they want fewer or none when it comes to immigrants in the country. Forty four percent say leave it about the same. Only twenty four percent want more. And we're more welcoming than most countries by far. Boy, you look at Europe their median, and they're, we're talking Greece, Hungary, Italy, Germany, Sweden, Poland, France, Netherlands, U.K., Spain. It varies from country to country. But you go with the median, 51%, so half say fewer or none when it comes to immigration. 35, about the same. So you add that up, you got 86% want it to stay the same or fewer. Only 10% want more. Countries like Greece, Hungary, Italy, the wanting more immigration, 2%, 2%, 5%, hardly anybody and it's that way around the world. They've got 27 countries involved in this Pew Research study. 45%, the median for these, 20, uh, these 27 countries, 45%, fewer or none, 36% about the same. So you add those numbers together and you get to seventy ninety one, Is that right? 81. Vast majority of people say the same or, or much less uh, would be my answer. All the way to none. Only 14% of people want more immigration. Yet, you've got leaders all around the world, Donald Trump being an exception, uh, but you've got leaders around the world arguing hard or putting in policies in place or trying to for more immigration. And people just don't want it. So what does that say about the conversation over immigration? What it says to me is that it's, at the very least, human nature, that you just don't want different people that aren't from here showing up in your town. You just don't. We saw it in Tijuana recently when the caravan finally got there. And you've got Hispanics in Tijuana, Mexicans saying, we don't want these people. And then going even further and saying a lot of these people are criminals or they're uh, sucking uh, resources out of our city Or they're leaving trash behind. They just don't like them. They don't want them. So it turns out, clearly, it's not just racism that leads to that. Or white people who are afraid of losing their power. Or any of that crap that we've been arguing about for decades. It's just not true. If you've ever lived in a town, and I have, that changed, it felt like, overnight into something different. Where all of a sudden you have a different language around Or you have crime around for the first time really ever in your town. Or your schools aren't functioning the same. Or your hospitals aren't working. You don't like that. Nobody likes that. Only people at the very top, call them elites or whatever you want to call them, think it's a good idea. Overall, long term, over decades, this will be good for us. Well, that don't matter. I almost dropped an an S-bomb. I came very close. See how close I came there? That don't matter. Uh, A dang to me right now raising my family in this town, whatever you think would be good for the globe overall over decades. And apparently it would look like most people around the world agree with my point of view, which up until now has been pretty dangerous to say out loud on a radio or TV show. You talk like that, like you're Tucker Carlson on TV show. Oh, you're labeled as you're you're clearly you hate. That's the show of hate. You need to be welcoming. to We're a country of immigrants. They just want a better life. What's wrong with that? Well, I want a better life, too, and my life's fine, and I don't want anybody else showing up. That's what most people think in the world, and this Pew Research poll shows it. I believed that all along. I certainly knew it for the United States. I suspected it for other countries. Now it's right here in black and white, and I hope more people take a look at it. And you craft policies around this.
3: Uh, The United States, with 45.5 million immigrants in 2017, has the largest foreign-born population in the world, uh, which is more than the next three countries combined, Saudi Arabia, Germany, and Russia.
1: So the United States has the largest foreign-born population percentage in the world. And if you don't want it to go higher, you're a bad person, according to all of the mainstream media. It's already... Such a high number. But if you don't want it to go higher, you're a bad person. You're clearly a racist. You're afraid of the other. You're afraid of losing your power and your status. All that crap that you hear all the time. It's clearly just not true. It doesn't make any sense. And Donald Trump, that might be the main reason Donald Trump got elected and still gets support. Most people agree with him on this immigration stuff. They just do. It's just a fact and man, he, if somebody runs against him on that issue, you want to beat Donald Trump, you better be on the same side, at least to a certain extent of the immigration argument, or I don't think you're going to be able to beat him, because most people agree with this. I remember Chris Matthews, who hates Trump, on MSNBC talking about, you know what Trump's got going for him? And this was early on when Trump was uh, just working on getting the nomination. Chris Matthews said what Trump's got going for him is he's the only person out there that, are, that regular people here s- talking about the immigration issue the way they think about it. The only one. All the other Republicans were scared to talk about it that way. And certainly the Democrats, most people out there feel a lot closer to Donald Trump than they do to any of this unicorn crap you hear from Nancy Pelosi or the mainstream media. It's just it's just a fact. Uh, but I can't wait to listen to this play out over the uh, next year and a half during the election. See who tries to get uh, ahead of this story. I've always said, no matter your political stripe, you hold the flag up of I'm going to do something about illegal immigration. And this is about this. This poll is about immigration, period, legal and illegal. But you say you want to do, you want to end illegal immigration, man. You can run to the top of the hill, and you're going to have people following you on that one. That is a, a flag you can plant solidly. But everybody's afraid to do it, afraid of being called a racist. Our text line is 295 KFTC. Four one five two nine five 295 kftc People are listening with their kids in my discussion of the uh, Tooth Fairy earlier, not happy Yeah, not sure this is a show for kids, but I understand Maybe I'll be more careful in the future, sorry about that You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show
0: Armstrong and Getty
2: The conscience of the nation
0: Strong
2: and Getty Show. President Trump today quoted Fox News while defending himself from the Russia investigation, saying Democrats can't find a smocking gun tying the Trump campaign to Russia after James Comey's testimony. No smocking gun. No collusion. Now... I know what you're going to say. Are you going to mock him just for a typo? No. I'm going to moke him. <laughs> also, that's not a typo. Once is a typo. Twice means you think that's how it's spelled.
1: Now, I didn't realize it's spelled the same way twice in, the t- in, the t- in one tweet. Yeah. That's the case? Yeah. Okay. Then that's, that is hard to explain. I voiced text so much stuff
3: and then a lot of times i gotta think do i want to go back and fix this or not will, will the meaning be communicated to the person i'm texting
1: yeah but then there you know there are people i know plenty joe's joe's one of these people i know plenty of people that it's just their dna will not allow them to have a typo <laughs> to me as long as the meaning is communicated it's fine we all know what it was we're all in a hurry i think we'd all be better off probably be safer <laughs> And faster. If we all got to a point of, you know, we're, we're all voice texting, the technology for voice texting will get better over time. So let's let the errors go. The wrong version of there is voice texting. When I see it, I don't think they're stupid. I think they're voice texting. So the computer used the wrong there. They didn't want to take the time to go back and fix it because, because why? What difference does it make? I don't think that literacy will d- disappear on the planet if we do that or any of those things. Um, synonyms are stupid anyway. <laughs> it's just a stupid idea. Whoever came up with that? Uh, but so he spelled it m- smocking twice, though. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how he explained that one. I don't think that he doesn't know how to smell it. So that's not it. I
3: don't know. There's the. There's the very rare examples of you've misspelled it so often that, that now yeah. your phone kind of I did that. auto-corrects to the inaccuracies. I did that with a
1: word. I did that with a word. I, I misspelled so many times that it now uses the misspelled. It fixes the correct one and does the wrong one. I forget which word it was, guarantee or something that I can't spell. Some word I have I struggle to spell.
3: Restaurant always trips me up.
1: Uh, that's a tough one. Um, Al Sharpton's daughter got $95,000 for a sprained ankle. Glad to see that. There's money in that? So, well, if you sue the city, if you trip over the sidewalk and sue the city and claim that the sidewalk should be more level or even, or there was a crack they didn't fix, sometimes with the right lawyers you can get a big chunk of money and she got $95,000. That's a tough one. I'm I'm not smart enough to figure out where the sweet spot is on that, but there are freaking cracks and uneven sidewalks all over the damn place my entire life, and you, sometimes you trip over them and, Sometimes you see him and step over them, and I don't think somebody should pay all the time. On the other hand, I mean, if you obviously, if the city had a giant hole that was hidden and you fall into it and break your neck, I think that's probably on them. So, where's the sweet spot between Hello? that? I don't know. <laughs> Al Sharpton. Oh, the the, the part of this, all oh, Al Sharpton's daughter getting almost a hundred grand from the city in New York for spraining her ankle, is there were all kinds of postings of her climbing mountains and 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 dancing in high heels and all kinds of stuff shortly after she. Injured her ankle so badly that it's uh, affected her life. But she got ninety five thousand dollars Well, she learned from her dad how to extort money from people. But resist, we much. God dang it. For some reason, that reminds me of the Starbucks story. There's a story in the New York Times about how you can no longer find a bathroom at a Starbucks in New York City. The Starbucks' is just magically all of a sudden have closed for cleaning signs up on their bathrooms all the time because hmm. they've decided they just don't want to deal with it. Starbucks came up with this policy. You don't have to buy anything here. We're we're not racist or against the homeless, but they also don't want homeless hanging around or a bathroom that's so disgusting their customers can't go in there, so they just closed the bathrooms. There's your utopia. Now you just can't have a bathroom. You can't stop by and use the bathroom at Starbucks because they tried to create a utopia. I hate stuff like that. It makes me freaking crazy. Crazy. tell bums they can't wash their their heinies in the sink at Starbucks that should be fine I've seen a bum doing that before it's disgusting have you ever seen that like up on the sink no you haven't no. I saw that once I don't oh. know if it was a Starbucks but I saw it in the bathroom I think it was a gas station please don't do that don't sit up on the sink and wash yourself it's just it's off-putting is what it is
3: yes it's gonna ruin my scone. <laughs> I'd have to go somewhere else to get gas. <laughs> right. <laughs> let alone something to eat or
2: drink. Right. Yeah, plus I wash my feet
3: in those sinks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but because the you know, they had the whole racial thing and the the black guys are in there and they wanted to use the bathroom and they wouldn't let them. They they overreacted in my opinion and uh, decided to open the bathrooms for everybody. Now the homeless people know that they can go out there and, and, and spend the day washing them washing themselves. So they've just closed the bathroom. So just no bathrooms for everybody. Is that a better better answer, world? No, it's not. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
2: Well, the Google grilling has begun. The border wall front and center in a major White House meeting. And, you know, we need a good coffee study. This one (laughs) shows how incorrectly you're consuming the tasty beverage. I'm drinking it wrong? Yes. I seem to
1: be enjoying it. Okay, I'll stay tuned for that. On Callen, Colin Kaepernick may never play in the NFL. I think we have the proof of that right now going on in the NFL. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the theory among some in the NFL is, and maybe you don't follow the sport, but you follow, probably followed the controversy of Colin Kaepernick, a big star in the league, kneeling during the national anthem in protest of the way blacks are treated by police. That was the main issue, wasn't yeah. it? Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. Um, but anyway,
1: it caused a lot of controversy. President was involved, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He ends up out of work, and no team has picked him up, even though he's a really good quarterback. He's certainly good enough to be your backup quarterback. Well, the Washington Redskins have had two horrific injuries a couple of weekends in a row uh, and and really, really need a quarterback. And if Colin Kaepernick does not get picked up by the Washington Redskins, which it doesn't look like he will, uh, the word is that's it. That just shows that teams are not going to have Colin Ka- Kaepernick on the team. They've decided that, yeah, he's good enough to be a player, but they just don't want the controversy, which is pretty interesting. Yeah.
3: The same squad was the one who picked up uh, within, I think, forty-eight hours. It was the I believe the Redskins picked up Ruben Foster, who was right. just cut for domestic violence things. They'll sign him just, you know, within forty-eight hours of his release. Colin yeah. Kaepernick, not so much.
1: Yeah, number of players with documented abuses of women that get picked up by another team right, right. away. Colin Kaepernick, who I can't imagine ever doing anything within a hundred miles of that, can't play. You know, I don't know. If I ran a business, I don't know. I haven't looked at the polling and the numbers. Maybe you just, it's just a business decision. You make more money without him than with him. I don't know. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well,
2: Google's CEO is on the hot seat in Congress today. Sundar Pashai is facing questions about data collection practices and user privacy. Now, during the opening the of uh, the House hearing, Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy said that Google's got to avoid anti-competitive behavior, political bias, and censorship. According to the Wall Street Journal,
1: 90% of all internet searches go through Google. That is power. And it comes with responsibility.
2: Now, some Republicans have (laughs) accused... That is quite a number.
1: 90% of searches go through Google. Now, are you a monopoly if people just opt to use your product when they could use a different product? I mean, they they clearly... I mean, they're, they're practically it. Right for searches right there are other such search engines you can use
2: some Republicans have accused Google of stifling conservative voices using that massive power McCarthy says Google's got to be able to avoid any competitive behavior we need to be sure that any political bias within Google's workforce does not creep into its search products we
1: need to know that Google is living up to the America's belief in free expression
2: the social media giants repeatedly rejected that suggestion. So is the CEO today as the hearings roll on.
1: Okay, there's the political bias stuff at Google, which you know we've heard uh, clips of their team meetings and that sort right. of stuff. They they clearly have an unbelievable leftward slant. I mean, remember they people were crying in meetings after Trump was elected, and how <laughs> could we didn't how come we weren't able to stop this? And freaking Google. Um, but. So that's one issue, but what about the you know keeping your taking your information and and, and sharing it right. and all that sort of stuff? Is that being discussed today?
2: I think I think in part by uh, some of the Democrats they okay. they have brought that up. But again, the hearings are rolling out even as we speak. You got top congressional Democrats expected to meet with President Trump at the White House today. Senior Counsel Kellyanne Conway says Trump's demand for several billion dollars for a massive border wall is going to be the main topic. Border security is national security. The president's first. And primary duty is to keep the American
0: citizens really safe. And he's trying to do that
1: here.
2: Now, the next deadline to extend government funding looms large as the House Majority Leader Nancy Pelosi, or Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, and Semid- uh, Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer sit down with the president. Now, ahead of the meeting, President Trump tweeted, people do not yet realize how much of the wall, including really effective renovation, has already been built. If the Democrats... Don't give us the votes to secure our country. The military will build the remaining sections of the wall. They know how important it is. So the meeting, will they'll sit down at the meeting, and Trump will say, I want uh, $5, 6000000000 billion for the wall. Or, you know, we may shut down the government. I don't think that's going to happen. Nobody wants a partial shutdown of the government over the holidays. But that's the back and forth that's going on. And oh my, nearly 30,000 pounds of Jimmy Dean's frozen pork and poultry sausage is being recalled over complaints of metal pieces found in the sausage ah, I need it. I love the Jimmy Dean's. I like sausage. You just eat around the metal part. Exactly. You want <laughs> <on> some sausage? <laughs> the, uh, the products in question have a use-by date of January 31st, 2019. There is concern. Consumers may still have the frozen sausage in their freezer. Boy, I know I do. I stock up on Jimmy (laughs) Dean. I love it. I love it. All right. Turns out the coffee can certainly wake you up. But a new study finds the best time to drink coffee is probably not when you're drinking it in the morning. Scientists say this is because when you first wake up, your body's production of the stress hormone Uh, cortisol is at one of its three daily peaks. So consuming caffeine while your body is at peak cortisol production teaches the body to produce less cortisol, which isn't good because it helps us be more alert. Wow. So the fact that I drink coffee
1: first thing in the morning is training my body to not do it naturally. Right. I believe that. That makes sense.
2: Yep. Instead, they're saying you should wait until you've been awake for at least an hour before drinking that first cup. Hmm. So put it off for an hour. You can do that. You're strong. Or? That's the
3: old kind of chapstick dependency thing. Oh, yeah. You never need chapstick until you start using chapstick.
1: I figured that out when I was younger, and then I was like a chapstick addict. Yeah. Until I finally broke the habit, I haven't used chapstick since, and I'll never start again. Oh, yeah, because your lips stop producing
2: its own moisture, and then you're just stuck. Um... That's interesting because you know only uh, maybe a year or two ago I started really using chapstick a lot and I noticed my lips are more chapped than before. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it's terrible for you. All right, um,
1: I think I haven't done any studies um, on the uh, the coffee thing. Yeah, uh, if you have a, um, a companion or loved one who you would rather not be around until they've had their first cup of coffee, you know you got to take that into effect too. Do you want to wait an hour with them being? As angry as they are, or would you rather them have a cup of coffee? That's funny. My my uh, my one my oldest son is yeah. just like mom in that boy when he first wakes up, it's just boy you know give it give him a wide berth right. in the hallway. Right, and then my youngest is like me. It's the second his eyes are open, he's as alert and happy as you know you're gonna be all day long. Right, but uh, you just you know you're either built that way or you're not. Some
2: people roll out of bed and it's just. Rah! Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. <laughs> it's hilarious, but you're born that way. It's one thing
1: you, you figure out from having kids. It's not a, it's not like a character flaw or something right? like that. You're just built that way yeah. from the beginning. <laughs> oh Google's spying on you? Sure, we know that. Do you know the extent to which your apps are spying on you? You downloaded that app? Hey, it was free? Yeah, it's tracking all your data and information and giving it to somebody. It's the apps that are getting you, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You
0: can't get cherry soda because they've got to. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Here's the part I can't get. I can do this part. I can't do that as fast as you're supposed to. I practiced that right there. That little part right there of that song I practice almost every day for the past 20 years.
3: <laughs>
1: Honest to God. I love that. I rarely miss a day. And I still can't do it at the right speed. It's really frustrating. Anyway. Do you
3: jump in right at that part or you kind of play the, play play the lead-up? The lead lead up. Okay, I play the lead-up.
1: That I can do at this point. Took a lot of practice. But I just can't get that up to speed. So what are you going to Um, I could play really slow versions of songs. You try the harmonica. <laughs> I could give up. Maybe you've peaked. <laughs> well, I hope that that'll stave off mental decline. It is the kind of like solving a puzzle or you know, uh, stressing the brain. We got some new info on that. Maybe we'll get to next hour because I find that stuff really interesting. How to uh, keep your mind challenged to hold off dementia. They believe that that is a thing. The richest guy in India is worth $47 billion. That would make him among the richest people in the world. I didn't know his name.
3: Plenty of billions.
1: Isha Ambani is his name. Well, his daughter's getting married, and so... Who does he have sing at his daughter's wedding, Beyonce, oh. singing some of her biggest hits? Wow, you're a big deal when you hire Beyonce to sing at your wedding. That's a flex. <laughs> uh, Hillary Clinton is one of the guests that's going to be there because apparently the Clintons are friends with the richest guy in India.
2: What a shock, huh? Yes. That is yes. really yes.
1: surprising. I wonder if he ever donated to their uh, Clinton Foundation in any way, and she's showing up to his wedding. I wonder if she... And if he'll donate any more in the future, that's really something. <laughs> but um, the Beyonce singing at um, the, this uh, this dude's daughter's wedding reminds me, there's there's a lot of YouTube videos or information out there. A lot of your big pop stars go around the world and sing for this. This guy's probably fine. I don't know anything about him. It's India. India's a fine country. But there are like Arab sheiks and various people around the world, countries where these people are not the nicest people. And they hire Mariah Carey or Beyonce or Celine Dion or whoever to come sing at their wedding. They just saw one with J-Lo
3: not too long ago. J-Lo does a lot of
1: those, traveling around the Middle East, singing at parties. Drags A-Rod along with her. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I always found that as interesting. Remember, Elton John played Rush Limbaugh's wedding. Rush paid him a million dollars. And people who don't like Rush Limbaugh's politics said, Elton, how could you do that? And he said, and he paid me a million dollars. So I came and sang some songs. What would you do is a good question. And then I was going to go into, oh, texts. I've got a bunch of texts. The text line is four one five two nine five kftc four one five two nine five KFTC. Um. Oh, talking about getting addicted to uh, ChapStick, which I don't have scientific evidence of that. That's just been my life experience. When I started using it, all of a sudden I needed it all the time. When I quit, eventually I've never needed it since.
3: I'm the same way with laxatives. <laughs> actually that
1: can happen i had that problem too back when i used to drink i was constantly regulating, trying to regulate my
3: system trying to rebalance out yeah yeah yeah. with
1: either a modium stopping myself up or the other direction not letting nature take charge i would just do it on my own timetable whatever was convenient for me that's not good for your body but anyway it throws (laughs) off it throws your system all out of whack and then nothing works right for a while. Somebody said nasal spray is the same situation. My wife claims that if you use that on a regular basis, you'll find your sinuses plugged all the time unless you use it. So, watch out for that. I'm not a doctor. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a radio
3: DJ. Don't take I, my medical advice. I have a similar thing seasonally with sunglasses. During the summer, I, I hardly ever leave the house without putting the sunglasses on. But then I'll... I'll I'll forget them at some part. Like, I, I went to some place during the day. It was nighttime when I left, so I forgot my sunglasses there. And then I'll go out the next morning, and I'm like a vampire facing right. the day for the first time oh in my a God. century. I go- maybe that's my
1: deal, because I never wear sunglasses, and, and my, my wife just can't step outside. Ah, where are they? Where's my sunglasses? Until she get finds them. Okay, oh, yeah. maybe you get addicted to those, too. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was offered two contracts, according to a number of textures, and he says... These texters say he turned down Seattle and Denver. I don't know anything about the details of
3: that. He Offered a contract in those. It, it wasn't a contract uh, lining up with a, a man of his resume. They okay. they were kind of much below what he should have been making, he, so
1: he didn't take them. Sure, you want to come play for eighty thousand dollars? No.
3: Yeah, might be the deal. So technically, that is true.
1: Lots of people suggesting Duck Duck Go. Anytime we talk about the evils of Google, those of you who are Duck Duck Go. Search engine fans suggest that. I've never used DuckDuckGo. I should give it a whirl. And this text, vote harvesting, this should end up being a huge story that somebody 60 Minutes or somebody exposes for good or bad, certainly before we get to the next election, which will be a presidential election. Vote harvesting was legalized in California. It would appear that it flipped a number of races. That is when you can actually send... People from your side, and in this case it was Democrats, getting people out to registered Democrats' homes or independents and saying, Hey, have you voted yet? You should vote. Here's why. You didn't know old Johnson. He's uh, he's evil. He hates children and women. you got to vote against Johnson. Here's a ballot. Fill it out. That's vote harvesting. It's illegal. Have you been following the controversy in North Carolina where Uh it looks like they might have to have a new election? What the guy is being accused of, and it looks like clearly did, the Republican in this case, was vote harvesting. And that overturned the election, and that's illegal in North Carolina. I think it should be illegal everywhere. But what he was doing was the same thing that was just done in California. It's just that in a one-party state in California, they changed the law to make vote harvesting legal. And because there are way more Democrats and Democratic operatives, it worked pretty well. And here's a text we just got from somebody. My wife is a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I couldn't believe the number of supporters for the Democrats that stumped at our door, including two on election day, one as late as 6 p.m. They only asked for my wife because she's in their data bank as a registered Democrat. They didn't even talk to me. Um, they're, uh, they're, they were going to friendly addresses to get out the vote. Not once did I have any denim people. That was the Republican that was ahead on election night. Everybody thought he was going to win. People s- wearing entire jean outfits? <laughs> Jeff Denim is his name. Oh, oh. His name is Jeff Denham. I've never seen him in denim. Uh, we actually know him. But he, uh, it looked like he was going to stay in Congress as a Republican. He ended up losing a couple of weeks later due to the vote harvesting, which, again, is legal in California. And one respect I give them kudos for their organization makes me wonder um, how far people are willing to go to try to. I was amazed at their overzealousness in terms of making the argument at your home. How far are people going to be willing to go? You know, you're not allowed to politic at the polls. It's against the law. To stand outside the polls and say, you need to vote for Jeff Denham because he's for lower taxes. You can't do that. But with vote harvesting now legal, you can go to people's homes. You've got the printout right here that says, this is a Democrat or Republican. Make your argument to them there and hand them an absentee ballot and then go turn it in.
3: I don't see how that fits in with the... The other law. So this was the first election where this was yep. was legal, and, yep. it's, and it just seems like the Democrats were either much oh, more aware or more willing to kind of pull that lever. Absolutely, clearly better at it. It's legal, right. and so if it's going to stay
1: legal, the Republicans just need to get really good at it too. And I'm fine with that battling it out in in that way. I'm just bothered by the politicking at the polling place, in a sense that has been illegal forever because you can't have people walking up there and then have a shouting match. Over, you know, various stuff that may or may not be true. Somebody might be at the polling place saying, he's against abortion when you're when you're not, or, or, or whatever. Do they um, show up
3: to independents or just the people who are actively registered with their party, I wonder?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, my, my understanding was they, they focused on Democrats particularly because turnouts the thing, especially right. in a midterm. You just got to turn out your own party. But I think they went after independents also. But anyway, I don't know that. Uh, and it might vary from... Uh, from place to place. But the Democrats were really, really good at it, and they turned a whole bunch of elections. Well, Orange County flipped from historically red to a sto- to, to an a historic ano- anomaly, blue, due to voter harvesting. And again, they think it's it ought to be illegal in North Carolina, and it's going to stay illegal. That's what the guy did, and they're going to have another election probably because of it. I just think the nation needs to discuss whether or not we think this is a good idea. So, so. And, and whether any state should have it. Since who holds what? All of them. Because this was a game changer for California, and it might be for other states. Uh, So keep your ears out for that term vote harvesting. You are listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.